0: Where do you even start when it comes to your wedding cake and wedding desserts? Today's episode is the ultimate wedding dessert episode. Randy Smith from Sugar Euphoria and I talk about everything that you need to know from putting together your budget, to many desserts, to thinking through the design and when to book, Randy shares all her knowledge with us to help you sift through all that noise and inspiration you see on Pinterest. Guys, I just love this interview with Randy because she is so full of information and gives us tangible steps that you can take today when it comes to your wedding cake and wedding desserts. She even shares one super helpful tip at the end about what not to do when it comes to your wedding cake. So make sure you look for that because it is a big no-no. So whether you're just starting to plan your wedding or if your wedding is coming up this summer or fall, this episode will be extremely helpful for you to navigate all things dessert. So I'm not going to delay it any longer. Here's my interview with Randy Smith from Sugar Euphoria. Hey guys, it's Desiree. Before we get to today's episode, I wanted to thank the sponsors of our podcast. The first sponsor is LoveStream. LoveStream is a one-way, high-definition, high-quality way to stream your wedding and help your guests feel like they're part of the audience at your wedding, even if they're just sitting on their couch at home. They just click your personal URL and they're able to watch without logging in, downloading an app or messing with their microphone or camera settings it's designed to be as easy to use for your grandma as it is for all your techie friends if you want to interact with your guests after your ceremony LoveStream also offers a zoom reception option and for any of you all that are planning a destination wedding after the pandemic they now offer all-inclusive live streaming destination wedding packages I really like LoveStream because the platform is so easy to use for any size wedding. They also give you guys, the couples, plenty of attention and help. You can talk with their team and have a meeting before you buy, and they also have a live chat function on their website, which I think is awesome. Any website that has live chat is the best. And they'll answer any question you have before you book or even after. To get 10% off any LoveStream package, visit verveventco.com. Backslash love stream and enter the code ask ten. That's a s k ten for ten percent off. Again, that's verveeventcode.com backslash love stream and use our code ask ten for ten percent off any love stream virtual wedding package. The next sponsor of our podcast is Zola. Zola is the next generation of wedding registry, combining gifts, experiences, and cash funds all in one place. One of the things I love about Zola is that they seamlessly link your wedding website and registry. Also, after you set up your registry on Zola, they'll hold your gifts until you're ready to receive them. Maybe you live in the city in a small condo and don't have a ton of extra space like we did, or you're in the process of buying a home and don't want to move all of those gifts from your current place. Whatever it is, Zola won't send your packages until you're ready for them. And if you change your mind and don't want the gift, they make it super easy to get store credit and the gift giver will never know. No more driving to the store to get gift cards that you're gonna forget anyways. Zola also makes group gifting super easy for bigger ticket items. Finally, Zola will give you 20% off any remaining gifts on your registry for six months after you say I do. This is way more than most other retailers who only let you use that kind of discount once. Zola lets you use it multiple times for six months. To start building your wedding website and registry, visit verveventco.com backslash Zola. The final sponsor of our podcast is another registry that my couples love, which is Honey Fund. Honey Fund helps couples realize their wedding and honeymoon dreams by allowing guests to contribute money towards once-in-a-lifetime experiences, down payments for your first home, and even your favorite charities, which I think is awesome. Guys, I say this all the time, but life is too short to waste it on moments without meaning. What better way to begin your life together as a newly married couple and the end of the pandemic than with the most amazing trip ever. My husband and I honeymooned in Italy and it is still one of our favorite experiences today and we've been married for almost 12 years. To get inspired and check out the most sought after honeymoon destinations, visit verveeventcocom backslash honeyfund. And now on with today's episode. Welcome to today's episode of Ask the Planner. Today we're talking about desserts 101 for your wedding. You guys loved episode eight on wedding desserts, so I brought in another expert. I love desserts, and this is really important stuff. Obviously, Randy Smith and I have the same business mentor, and I've been so impressed by her, her talent, her cakes, her designs. It's just there. You should check her out on Instagram. We'll get to that also, but. Her designs are just absolutely stunning, so I'm excited for you guys to hear from her. So who is today's guest? Randy is an island girl who is passionate about celebrating life's big moments. She is the founder and lead designer at Sugar Euphoria, a boutique wedding cake and confectionery studio in North Carolina. She is obsessed with her family, skincare, and white chocolate lattes. When she's not working with her wonderful clients, you can catch her watching reruns of A Different World. Guys, please help me welcome Randy to the show. Randy, thanks so much for joining me today. I can't wait to chat with you.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited about this. I've kind of been dreaming about this for weeks now, so I'm so excited (laughs) to hop on this call. Yay, me too.
0: Awesome. So I love to start each episode getting to know our guests a little bit before we dive in. I read your bio at the top of the episode, but I'd love for you to just tell our listeners about you in your own words, how you got started and what brought you to where you are today.
1: Sure. So hi, everybody. I'm Randy. I was born and raised in Nassau, Bahamas, so the land of sun, sand, and sea. And I miss it terribly, but I absolutely love living in the South now. So, growing up every Sunday, I spent with my mom and my grandmother in the kitchen baking up desserts. So, nothing really elaborate, but we would make chocolate chip cookies or like cookie bars and pound cakes every single Sunday. Oh, so, I love that. Yeah, I've been baking for as long as I can remember. And then when I went to college, I have to admit that I did not bake a single thing unless it was like Toll House bacon (laughs) break or, you know, those cookies that you just like pop in the oven from the freezer. Um, But it wasn't until I graduated college and I was kind of by myself working um, in HIV research that Mm -hmm. I decided that I needed a hobby.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: so after binge watching Cake Boss day (laughs) after day, I was like, you know what? I can bake. I've been baking my whole life. Surely I can make wedding cakes. Mm -hmm. Um, Not quite that easy. (laughs) (laughs) So with the encouragement of, well, my boyfriend, now husband, I took some Wilton cake decorating classes Mm -hmm. and said, oh, I can do this. Mm -hmm. So I hopped on Instagram when it was like fresh and new. And we were putting those weird filters on every picture and said, hey, guys, I am a wedding cake designer. And luckily, I had the forethought to study under some really talented people. Mm -hmm. So I traveled across the country and I learned from some amazingly talented cake designers. And Mm -hmm. that's how I got my start. So I've been doing wedding cakes since 2012. And it has been a fun ride.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that I and I remember those Instagram filters. I like look back on my personal one. I'm like, oh yeah, like, yeah was it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it like was the really grids. Bad. Oh man.
1: We've come a long way. <laughs> I know. We but... have oh Instagram, how far you've come along.
0: <laughs> I love that. I mean, I love that that you, you know, have been doing something that you just went back to something that you had loved. And then you realize it was a passion of yours. And then it's, it's just been able to come full circle. So that is a really beautiful story. So when did you end up moving from the Bahamas to North Carolina?
1: So I left Nassau at the age of 17. And I mm-hmm. went to the University of North Carolina at Chapel mm-hmm. Hill. I had huh? never been to North Carolina before. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm ready to get off that little island and go yeah. far, far away. And I yeah, and I've been that. in North Carolina ever since.
0: I, well, I grew up in Southwest Virginia, so I'm familiar with the North Carolina area. I love it. I mean, it's I love the South. I miss it, too. Awesome. Okay, so we're talking about wedding desserts. And just the basics, because I feel like it's super important that, you know, dessert is a really great topic because it rounds out the guest culinary experience at the wedding. And it's going to be one of the last memories that they have of your wedding. And I think a lot of couples think it's about, it's really simple. Oh, we're just going to go taste some cake and then like we'll be done. But it's there's a lot more. Exactly. I know you're, you're shaking your head. There's a lot more to it than that. So let's start with the basics. Before we even start thinking about flavor combinations and what people want to serve, what is the first thing that couples, you think couples should think about when it comes to their dessert and their wedding cakes?
1: Oh, that is a great question. I think the first thing that every couple should discuss and sit down and kind of think about before they even come into the tasting is to kind of figure out where they're comfortable Spending the money in their budget mm-hmm. on the on the cake and the dessert. Mm-hmm. There are so, you know, so many different resources out there that kind of talk about what you can expect to spend on a wedding cake. Mm-hmm. And they're good baselines, but just making sure that you guys, you know, agree on how much money you want to spend on mm-hmm. the cake. It's going to be super important because you don't want to come into the cake tasting with like a ton of pictures from Pinterest and Instagram and like, look at these great flavors. And then, you know, get kind of hit with sticker shock and realize like, oh, we love these, but this is way out of our budget without, you know, having some concept of where you can come in Mm -hmm. pricing. And, you know, if your cake designer knows kind of where your budget is and what you love, they can work with you to, Mm -hmm. to kind of give you your dream wedding cake within your ideal budget too. so
0: Right, right. I agree. I mean, I think there's obviously a very wide range in terms of what different cake bakers charge. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot, I think there's a lot of noise out there for them to sift through. How do mm-hmm. you think couples should try to factor in or even try to think about how they would budget for their wedding cake or their dessert?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it's always safe to use those resources and kind of come up with what you think is an average mm-hmm. for per serving cost. And then I know a lot of folks, you know, this might be a point of contention, but some folks do have their pricing mm-hmm. on the website. So you can kind of get a good idea for your area or for mm-hmm. the city or state where you're going to have your wedding, what mm-hmm. that price is going to be. And then just know that there's some wiggle room in addition mm-hmm. uh, to what they have online mm-hmm. and consider the fact that you might have to pay for delivery and for a cake stand mm-hmm. And so just, I think going out and getting that baseline information, is going to be key, mm-hmm. but also just think about your guest count. Like you may mm-hmm. have, you know, a hundred people coming to your wedding and are you wanting to put a slice of cake in front of everybody? So then you mm-hmm. know that you need to budget for hundred servings of cake, or right. maybe you're like, you know what, we're just going to cut the cake and put it on a buffet and whoever gets, can get it. And then you might find that you can come in a little under budget that way. Mm-hmm. There are so many options when it comes to cake and dessert. So, Mm -hmm. and if you're not a cake person and you don't want to spend all that money on cake, you can also consider doing some mini desserts that Mm -hmm. may just be a little bit cheaper. So I think those are all like ways to factor in the cake Mm -hmm. on the per serving cost. But so you have, you know, the amount of servings that you want, you Mm -hmm. can kind of figure out what that price is going to be based on your local cake designers. And then also when you think about cost, you want to think about, your design um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and kind of how that's going to influence the per serving cost because you know there may be some cake bakers who add a design fee on top mm-hmm. of the cost of the cake and mm-hmm. that might just be a flat rate or some people might come in and break it down per serving for you mm-hmm. so it just depends on the cake baker and their pricing preferences.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How did you do yours? Oh man who I've been doing this for a long time and I feel like I've run the gamut of every way mm-hmm. of pricing a cake But for me, I spent a lot of time recently, and this is Mm -hmm. thanks to our mastermind, actually, (laughs) going back and going Mm -hmm. through every kind of flavor and recipe that I have and figuring out the cost of the cake, um, the overhead, all Mm -hmm. that, you know, the supplies that are needed. Mm -hmm. And all of that goes into the per serving cost of Mm -hmm. like your basic cake. So I start with what's the per serving cost of just a naked cake? Right. Or a per serving for just a plain buttercream, you know, with like some mm-hmm. texture, and mm-hmm. then go into the fondant cake. And once I have that as my baseline, then I can right. say, okay, this couple is really interested in having a cascade of sugar flowers, and then mm-hmm. I can add that on as the design fee. Right. Or maybe they're looking to have some wafer paper elements or some like watercolors. So I mm-hmm. start. I always start with the cost of the cake per serving, and then yeah. add on the design elements and like Mm -hmm. the amount of time it's going to take me to create that design for them right yeah and then so that goes on like a line item and then Mm -hmm. all the other additional stuff like if they want a cake stand and delivery Mm -hmm. is is separate Mm
0: -hmm. I think that's great I mean I think it's it helps them because it's it kind of streamlines the process for you all and helps you save time but then also helps them make choices as to what elements they want to include how much they want to spend you know the best way to to give the effect that they want to have that's still within the you know the budget that they would they set out to spend
1: exactly exactly yeah it's helpful for everybody once you have those numbers in front of you and then Mm -hmm. everybody can make an educated decision on how they want to move forward Mm
0: -hmm. and i think i think people don't realize like (laughs) I try to bake cakes, you know, at home because I'm like, oh, I see that on Instagram. I'm like, oh, I can do that. Like that unicorn cake, I can do those eyelashes. And then I'm like, this is really hard. But it takes a lot of time. It's not just like you in the bakery designing. It's like all of the time that you spent learning how to do that so that you can, you know, take less time than like what I would at, you know, in my home kitchen to do. Cause it's, it turns out horribly, but I mean, you know, couples are paying for not only the time it takes you to do that, but all of the training that you've had to go through, and you know, the practice, like all the, uh, you know, all that time. And and I, you know, like those, I feel like I look at those sugar flowers, or the, you know, they're sculpted, and I'm just like, this is the most, this is beautiful, more more beautiful than a real flower. It, it's ridiculous how <laughs> how like, you know, it's not just like you have to be a good cake baker, you have to be a good sculptor, a good yeah. painter, a good artist. Like it's just a lot I think yeah with cake and
1: yeah it is right and then you also have to be an architect because the the last thing you want is to be delivering a cake and we've all seen it you know online and like cake fails where like the cake is coming and the icing is dripping off so Mm -hmm. yeah I mean you're definitely paying for Mm -hmm. the experience and Mm -hmm. and the expertise so it's just I mean I love it but it is a wedding cake is a lot of work and a lot of hours spent building it
0: yeah. All right. So we talked about this a little bit, but talking about mini desserts, how do you think that affects or how should couples think about that when they're factoring that into how much they want to spend for their, their desserts, the mini ones?
1: Yeah. So I think that, first of all, mini desserts aren't going anywhere. I feel I like we them. went. I love them too. They're I so feel cute. like we they are. And I feel like we went through like a a cupcake craze for a while mm-hmm. like everybody was mm-hmm. doing cupcakes which don't get me mm-hmm. wrong cupcakes always have a special place in my heart mm-hmm. but I love to see couples branch out and mm-hmm. you know add some variety to their mm-hmm. their dessert table because a lot of times you know people come to the wedding and they're like oh if you had one wedding cake you've had them all mm-hmm. and they might not be as interested so putting some options in front of your guests is always going to be a good idea in my mm-hmm. opinion and I I love creating desserts tables, because I feel like you get to see a little bit of a glimpse of the couple's personality, because a lot Mm -hmm. of times they'll choose like flavors they really liked from their childhood or desserts Mm -hmm. that they have fallen in love with on their travels together. So it's like Mm -hmm. a good way to showcase that. But Mm -hmm. when I think when you think about pricing your whole kind of dessert spread, you want to take into account how many, many desserts that you're going to need, because there's Mm -hmm. not always like a one to one ratio of desserts. To cake so, mm-hmm. or dessert to guests, so you may say, okay, I'm having again 100 people. 100 is an easy number, mm-hmm. but you want to have a cutting cake, so you mm-hmm. need to factor in the cost of like a one or two tier cake into your dessert budget, and then you need to look at the cost of each mini dessert and say, well, now we have you know maybe 40 servings of cake, mm-hmm. and we have 100 guests, so how many mini desserts will need? And you know, for the most part, there usually cheaper than the per serving cost mm-hmm. of a cake. So you can get away with a bigger spread, mm-hmm. but there are other times where you may want something more elaborate and you might need to, you know, mm-hmm. pare down on the amount of mini desserts mm-hmm. that you need just so that you can ensure right. that you're staying within budget. So, right. um, you know, I usually recommend, you know, we do a lot of math over here, but we'll look look at how many servings of cake we can get out of their main wedding cake or their cutting cake. Mm -hmm. And then we'll look at how many servings we have left. And usually I say we need to do like 1.5
0: pieces
1: of dessert per guest because you of course you'll have that person who may try one but you might also have like a cousin that is going to walk away with a plate of everything Mm -hmm, and maybe mm -hmm. two of everything yeah hi hello I'm that cousin so you just want (laughs) to right dessert FOMO it's FOMO I gotta try it all (laughs) exactly exactly so yeah but I think the good thing about the mini desserts is that you can mix and match and maybe you feel like you only need you know 18 eclairs but you need four dozen pieces of macarons so Mm -hmm. it definitely gives you some wiggle room to play around within that budget
0: I agree. And I feel like people also don't realize, you know, like macaron- macarons are one of my favorites, but they're also expensive because the almond flour is expensive. And, you know, like I'm always like, well, we can do more macarons. We'll have to pair back on some other things, which is right. fine because it's whatever you guys want to serve at the wedding. And, but it does give you the options and the flexibility to be able to mix and match with it, which I think is great.
1: Yeah. And it makes just a pretty display too when you have mm-hmm. all those different things on your cake table. And, mm-hmm. You know, cakes can stand alone, but you always want that extra little bit of sweetness.
0: Yeah, I agree. Awesome. So now that we've talked about budgeting and the mini desserts, let's talk now we can I think we can talk about flavor because we're moving in the direction of you know the, the order that people should be going in. So a lot of couples, you know, go with vanilla or chocolate, but I love it when couples choose something that's a little bit more unique. So what flavors do you love that go beyond vanilla?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, This is this has always been a work in progress for me um, Mm -hmm. because I think I have a pretty extensive (laughs) menu Mm -hmm. of of cake flavors um, because I'm always finding some new combination that I'm like, I have to try. Mm -hmm. I'm going to love it. I'm sure people are going to love it. But some of my favorites are our Jamokami Crazy cake. So Mm -hmm. that one is always super popular. It is a espresso infused chocolate cake with espresso ganache and dulce de leche filling it's oh, magical. amazing yes it is pretty magical is As it nettle, rich it is super rich mm-hmm. okay. it is super rich and i just i can't oh. get enough of it i after all these years i don't eat a lot of cake but i mm-hmm. will make myself a Jamocha me crazy mm-hmm. cake um, so it's it's my absolute favorite and it's a super popular flavor on the mm-hmm. menu one that is kind of a little bit off the beaten path. Actually, I can tell you about two of them Mm -hmm. that um, surprise me every time when people decide to choose Mm -hmm. it for their wedding is our Nutty for You cake, which Mm -hmm. is a pistachio cake Mm -hmm. with a vanilla bean buttercream. And Mm -hmm. then there's also Bavarian cream filling and strawberry puree. So it's a lot going on. Yeah, Yeah, it's a lot going on, but I think it's one of the more sophisticated flavors. So Mm -hmm. it's always a crowd pleaser. And then one that's like really close to my heart is a cake that we call floral notes because Mm -hmm. it just reminds me of home so very much. It's a lemon cake Mm -hmm. and it also has a hibiscus buttercream. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, hibiscus sounds really good. So it's pretty tropical. It's mm -hmm. also really sweet and florally, but we've Mm -hmm. added raspberry mousse to it. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. to give it a a little bite of tartness. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah.
1: Do you find
0: that some of these are better in certain seasons? Or do you feel like, you know, because I think seasonality is something that we should talk about too, is if people should be trying to stick to seasonal cake flavors or what are your thoughts on that?
1: That is a really great question. I am a huge proponent of going with the seasonal flavors Mm -hmm. just because we strive to use, organic in season and local ingredients Mm -hmm. so you know while we do accommodate people who are like I just have to have a strawberry cake in December Mm -hmm. (laughs) we can do a strawberry cake in December the strawberries might not be the sweetest but yeah we can definitely do it but I just love sourcing ingredients for Mm -hmm. the season so you know we just came out of Fall and winter, so mm-hmm. we did a whole lot of spice cakes, mm-hmm. and sometimes those spice cakes were paired with like sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. and other times those spices were like, yeah, with pecan praline mm-hmm. So I think seasonality is is huge because it you just adds I feel like to the overall ambiance mm-hmm. of the wedding, right? Like so mm-hmm. you get married in fall and you have these rich warm tones, mm-hmm. and you're and not life, trying to force it, right? And now you have like this spice cake that's going to transport you like in the midst Mm of of the season and Mm -hmm. you know conversely if you're getting married in the summer Mm -hmm. huge on like lemons and Mm -hmm. berries and Mm -hmm. you know even like you can't go wrong with a vanilla Mm -hmm. I mean you can have vanilla cake all year round but I definitely think that lighter cake is yeah is better in the summer so
0: yeah yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I feel like sometimes it just feels like this cake is out of place if it's yep. not, you know, matching with the season because probably the flowers are going to be more seasonal. Like you, you're you going to go with like a different palette or whatever mm-hmm. based on the time of year that you're getting married Um, or you pick that time of year to get married for a certain reason. So it just makes sense to kind of have everything feel more in, you know, with the season that you're getting married in. Awesome. So let, let's let talk a, more, a little bit more about incorporating the design of the wedding into the cakes and the desserts. I mean, I love how you design your cakes, but what are ways that you love to make sure that the dessert is cohesive with the overall design of the, the wedding? How do you work that in? Oh,
1: yes, that is Designing the cake is probably one of my most favorite parts, like Mm -hmm. meeting with the couples and hearing all of their ideas for their wedding. is just like so fun. There's just why I can never hand over cake tastings (laughs) to anybody on my team. I'm like, I have to do that. I want to make the connection with the couple, but I just love being immersed in all of the prettiness of Mm -hmm. the wedding. So I always send out Prior to them coming in for the consultation, I always send out like a little workbook for them just to get their minds going on cake Mm -hmm. design and cake flavors. Mm -hmm. And I always ask them to bring in a few pieces of their design elements if they can get their hands on them. Mm -hmm. So I always like to take a look at the invitation suite because I feel Mm -hmm. like that is one of the first pieces that your guests are going to see and kind of sets the tone for your wedding. Mm -hmm. So I love taking a look at the invitation suite and if Mm -hmm. they have like the floral mock-up from the Mm -hmm. florist. That's Mm -hmm. always really helpful to get an idea for like the different hues that they're going to use. Yeah. Um, And their linens. So I can kind of check out what textures Mm -hmm. they're going to have and which direction they're going in Mm -hmm. um, for like their place setting. So that's Mm -hmm. always helpful. And if I can get a little sneak of the bride's dress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That always helps me too. I think that's a good marker of, you know, where their wedding design is going, whether she's like a really classic lace or more Mm -hmm. like a modern sleek silhouette, then I can Mm -hmm. get an idea of like cake size and Mm -hmm. cake shapes and and go from there. Like if her dress is soft and ruffly, then I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. we could do like a petal shape. But mm-hmm. if she's wearing like a sheath dress with like mm-hmm. the back cut, I'm like, maybe we want to go with a taller modern cake. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, all of those pieces kind of help me sit down and design the cake for them. Mm-hmm. And we know, we all know that Pinterest is like everything. For a lot of people when it comes to weddings, right? Like right. yeah. Very so, visual. Yeah. Very visual. So having just a Pinterest board um mm-hmm. is is really helpful. But I always tell my clients that I love to see your vision and I love to see what you want to have as your dream wedding cake, but we can't completely replicate what you right. bring to us just because the nature of cake design is organic and it's hands on right. and we're not machines. So we can't like exactly create what it is that they bring to us but right being able to pull all those different design elements and pieces and prints together during mm-hmm. the cake tasting is really really key mm-hmm. to get the look that they want
0: awesome yeah i love so when i work with my couple's I, um, I put together a whole design guide for them that kind of walks them through, like, you know, after we've had their con- the design consult and we talk through, like, their style and, you know, what they're looking for and what the feelings they want and all that stuff, I put, I put something together and it kind of walks them through every single aspect. But then I also share that with our cake designers and our florists just so that everyone else is on the same page. Because then, like, when you see what your colleagues are creating or what the linens are going to be and all that stuff, like, you can kind of see how your piece fits into the whole giant puzzle. Um, And it also helps us, like, I think, make decisions about like, oh, you know, that's that's too rustic or or whatever to help us understand everything. One thing I did want to touch on is timeline, because I think, you know, it is important when couples know the flowers and the linens, et cetera, and to be able to share it with you. So when um, do you normally start talking to couples? Because I know they'll have to have some of a lot of these elements mostly decided or nearly decided. So at what point do you start working with couples before their wedding?
1: Oh, great question. So previously, I think when I first started out, we were getting folks coming through the doors, maybe like three to six months Mm -hmm. out for their wedding because you know, as a cake designer, we can be multiple places Mm -hmm. on the same day. As long as we have our logistics schedule set out, we can, you know, drop off here and make sure that everybody's getting their cake at the right time. So that'll be Mm -hmm. at the right temperature. So there wasn't such a, I think previously such a need for us to kind of book out Mm -hmm. so early, but more recently as you know, with the changes and everything going on in the wedding Mm -hmm. industry and with COVID and people postponing and pushing, we found that people are booking us earlier and earlier. So Mm -hmm. as early as 12 months out is when we're starting to get some of our clients. Mm -hmm. But I think ideally within like six months prior, Mm is pretty safe.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. To get
1: the cake designer that you want.
0: Right. Okay. That's good to know. I mean, I know some that don't start talking to people or they won't have the tasting until like Six months out, because Mm -hmm. a lot of it, I think, is also challenging for you. While if things are going to keep changing over and over again, yeah, that it's just inefficient for them and for you. So I think it's yeah, I think the six month. Usually, what I'll do is I'll put on my calendar at eight months out to reach out to the bakery to schedule the tasting around Mm -hmm. six months out, so that we are, you know, we're doing it early enough, but it's not too early. But we've made a lot of our choices and our decisions, so that's good to know. Yeah, you're right on the money. Yay. Well, good. (laughs) Is there anything
1: else that we haven't covered that you wanted to add? You think? Oh, yes. So I'm glad that you brought up just the timeline Mm -hmm. um, because that's like really important now as we see some shifts in the industry. Mm -hmm. But my piece of advice that I think very few people think about Mm -hmm. when talking about their cake, one of the I guess the lesser known pieces of Mm -hmm. advice would be to consider where you're going to place the cake at your reception. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, do not put your cake in front of a window. Yeah. Unless your reception is starting after the sunset. So if the sun is going to be up at any point during the day, do not put your cake in front of a window because, you know, with the sun setting or rising or just like the ambient lighting in mm-hmm. the room and it may be cool when we bring the cake in and mm-hmm. set it up but when your guests come and people start moving around and the mm-hmm. temperature is increasing and the sun is shining it mm-hmm. can spell disaster mm-hmm. so yeah oh, i'm always I encouraging that people. Piece of advice. yes like you know find a pretty spot to display it mm-hmm. and sometimes the window makes a great background mm-hmm. for pictures but it does not always Uh, help your buttercream or your fondant out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's super, super smart. I love that that advice. And plus, like, I also try to avoid it because then, if the photographer's taking a photo, then there's a glare from the window. Yeah. Or, like, there's an exit sign nearby. Like, Uh oh, it's a
1: fire extinguisher.
0: (laughs) Great. Yeah. Definitely think about where you're putting your cake and the cake stand. I feel like people forget about the cake stand, too. But at least you have, you know, you have like the cake baker asking, but like, where are you going to get the cake stand? Because the cake stand is also like larger and not necessarily like, you know, what you would buy in a store, exactly. but that is a really great piece of advice. Awesome. Before we wrap up, I did want to ask you one last question because I asked it all of our guests. So okay. I think that life's too short to waste it on moments without meaning. And really, you know, like, I think we all do what we do because we love what we do. But there's also other things that we do in life. that's not just our work. So what moments give you the most joy or the most meaningful for you?
1: Oh, so I have to say that right now, the thing that's bringing me the most joy is bedtime stories with the kids.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: I love it so much. So my five-year-old Finley Mm-hmm. Um, is reading now and she mm-hmm. reads everything. So, I love it. You know, yeah. We have to like guard our emails and our text messages and things <laughs> like that because she will read every single thing that she comes across. But mm-hmm. she, you know, she gets in the bed and she reaches over to her bookcase and she pulls out. You know, it's like a new book every night. I didn't realize mm-hmm. we had so many books, but she mm-hmm. just goes through and she wants to read to us and to her mm-hmm. little brother and her little sister. And it's just the cutest thing. It's the cutest. I I know, mm-hmm. I love our bedtime routine. Oh, I love <laughs> that.
0: I love that so much. Randy, it was so lovely talking to you. I really appreciate your time. Before we go, can you let our listeners know where to find you online? Because guys, her work is
1: gorgeous. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. This is the best yeah Um, me too yes but if you guys are interested in seeing some of my designs and some pictures of my kids (laughs) because they're always on my social media you can find me on instagram um, and twitter and facebook all Mm -hmm. at sugar euphoria
0: awesome so it's Mm -hmm. s-u-g-a-r-e-u-p-h-o-r-i-a
1: yep you got it
0: yep so we're on
1: all socials on sugar euphoria and at sugar euphoria.com
0: Awesome. Well, guys, check her out. And if you're in the North Carolina area or do you travel?
1: I do travel.
0: Awesome. Mm -hmm. So if you want to work with Randy, definitely check her out because her work is gorgeous. So awesome. Well, thank you so much, Randy. I really, really appreciate it. This was a
1: really great interview.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you.